0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's segment is entitled S.I.S., an acronym for Suffering in Silence. How many times has it been that you were supposed to say something, but you didn't because you were too afraid? You were too scared, too traumatized too bruised and broken, to say not only what needed to be said, but what should have been said. You remained quiet and suffered in silence instead of speaking up and stating the obvious. You were afraid of what people would say in response to your words or accusations. You were frightened and intimidated by those who had more power and influence than you, so you kept quiet, and allowed wrong, unfair things to continue. Maybe you were like the three women who had been to the tomb of Jesus and maybe thought that you wouldn't be heard or respected. In Mark 16, 7 through 8, it reads, but go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The really sad thing about this is that the women in the scripture were both told to go to friends. They were going to people they knew and who knew them. They were going to individuals who knew and respected them as women of honor, integrity, and character. They were known to be women who walked with Jesus, so they would have also been known not to be liars. Again, there were people of honor, integrity, morals, and character, yet they were too afraid to speak to men and women that they should have been able to trust and depend on. They were afraid of people that they knew through Jesus Christ, just as Christians are afraid of some of the people they know in church. They are those who are too afraid to open their mouths and tell what they've seen and experienced personally, and that is racism, prejudice, and bigotry. Since the women in the Bible were afraid to speak the truth, they ran. My sisters and brothers, we cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue to run from the truth. We cannot run from ignore or deny what we are seeing and experiencing in the body of Christ. Those three women not only saw an angel, they were the first, according to this account, to verify the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were the first to know that he had risen. But because of their perception of what people would say, they were too scared to speak up. To a degree, I can understand their fear of the angel. It was something they had never experienced before. However, after being instructed to go and tell, they failed to comply with their God-given instructions and remained quiet. What happens when you don't speak up and say to someone what you're supposed to say? So what if no one believes or listens to you? What if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Rosa Parks or any of the great leaders of the civil rights movement had been too afraid to speak up? Of course they were afraid, but it didn't keep them silent. What if you had a son or a daughter who would never speak up and was too afraid to tell you that someone was molesting them? What if your mate was too afraid to say that they were being tempted by someone and fell in sin? What if your siblings would never tell you how depressed they were? Or worse yet, if you had heard God say to you to talk to them about suicide and you didn't. Suppose no one says anything to anyone and we're all just too afraid to speak up. Suppose we all just sit here, do nothing, say nothing, keep quiet, and just continue to suffer in silence. What happens if everyone we know decides to run from speaking the truth? Let me say this as clearly as I can. We cannot run from what God is telling us to speak. That angel didn't stutter. He was clear and concise on his instructions to the women. He told them to go and tell, but instead they not only ran, but they ran in fear. There are too many in the body of Christ who may not be running physically, but are definitely running. And what they're running from is the truth. They're running in fear from facing the truth concerning racism, bigotry, and white supremacy in the church and body of Christ. We are seeing to some extent in churches around the nation that people are beginning to stand up and are at least willing to admit that this problem does exist. But admitting that there's a problem and doing something about the problem are two entirely different things. There are still far too many. Who are suffering in silence because others are refusing to confront this demon that's wreaking havoc in the body of Christ. Sisters and brothers, there's the sin of commission as well as the sin of omission. There's the sin that's committed because of what someone does, as well as the sin that's brought about because of what one won't do. In Matthew 25, 41 through 45, it reads, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least one of these, you did not do for me. That's a sin of omission. It's not what they did, but what they failed to do. And so it will be with those who refuse to speak up against the racism and atrocities that are occurring among Christians today. When someone stands to profess their allegiance to white Christian nationalism, they're not only saying that they are white racists, they are also saying that the Bible agrees with them. There are white people who feel that their race is better than any other race, and if that's what they feel and believe, that's up to them. The problem comes when it's seen and experienced as it is now that they are willing to do whatever is necessary to subdue and suppress other races beneath them. That's including using and manipulating the word of God closely to their advantage and gain. When the women left the tomb, they were too afraid to speak up. I don't believe that it was a matter of the fact that they saw the angel. When Belshazzar saw the hand writing on the wall, the word says that his legs shook, and some sources say that he actually became incontinent. Daniel was sick and in bed after his meeting with an angel. We know that Zachariah couldn't speak after his angel encounter. And there were times where we see that angels who appeared to various individuals would tell them not to be afraid. That is not what happened with these women. It wasn't the angel that scared them. It was the people who they would have to face with the truth who they were scared of. They were too afraid to speak up and say what they had been instructed to say. How many times has this happened to you? How many times have you seen yourself and experienced racism firsthand and all you could do, or maybe all that you did, was sit there and say nothing? You didn't speak up or speak out because you knew others would ostracize you. You knew that no one would come to your defense or stand with you. You knew it would be a situation where they would either not believe you or label you as a troublemaker, the racist, or maybe even a liar. They would have turned things against you and stood with the abuser, the real liar or attacker, and made them the victim of your accusations. They would have said that you were in the wrong and that you were the one who was in sin and that it was you who was causing the problems. In fact, they would prefer it that it would be you who was wrong as opposed to actually facing the true wrongdoer. Pretty soon it would become a matter that you would wish that you would really have just kept quiet and remained silent. But the devil is a lie. With all that's occurring in the church and body of Christ, it's time for every person to open their mouth and stop this suffering in silence. There are far too many professing Christianity who are afraid to speak out against the wrongs that are occurring right now before our eyes. But this is only because there are far too many who are willing to accept those wrongs and are willing to deny or face the reality of what's really going on. The women who were supposed to go and tell weren't going to tell a lie but truth. They were supposed to go and share what would set others free. As Jesus said in John eight thirty two. then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Remaining quiet gives freedom to no one. It's truth that gives freedom. And in the words of Maya Angelou, and I quote, the truth is no one of us can be free until everybody is free. End quote. During the time that I was a young wife and mother, wife abusers were not dealt with accordingly. If a woman was being beaten, it was ignored, and oftentimes she was told it was her fault. On one occasion in my first marriage, when my lip was split and bleeding, my face swollen, I called the police. The police came, they saw the blood, they saw my split lip and swollen face, but they told me, Oh, the weather was hot and tempers were sharp. They told me to just calm down and let it go. I had no choice but to hold it in, cry and suffer in silence. There was nothing I could do or that would be done on my behalf. It was not long after that, that I read a story of a judge whose daughter had been beaten by her husband. Needless to say that that woman's father, the judge, was furious, and he did not keep quiet about it, nor did he allow the abuser of his daughter to just get a slap on the wrist. Seemingly, it was at that point that things began to turn around for battered wives. It was then that you began to see Phil Donahue, Oprah Winfrey, and the news media speak out against wife abuse. In spite of the fact that women have been crying out for years, it took someone speaking up and finally getting the right person to listen when things began to change. What is it going to take in the church and body of Christ for things to change and for people to begin to listen so that non-whites will no longer have to suffer in silence concerning the racism and bigotry in the church today? The church needs to begin to speak out with things that will set not just blacks and non whites free, but the entire body of Christ. Pastors, prophets, teachers, and leaders are being exposed more and more as hypocrites because they don't want to admit the truth that racism is a problem in their church. It has been kept hidden and denied for years. The denial of truth should never be allowed and no one should be afraid to speak it. How many times have you had to sit back and just hold it in because you were too afraid to speak out? How often have you thought about what you should have, could have, or would have said, but you knew the backlash it would cause? Even in the times that you might have prayed about things, but you were still too scared to let your voice be heard. Have you ever had a teacher to lie on you, a sibling, a co-worker, or even your mate? Or worse yet, have you ever had someone who you thought you could trust to stand by you to actually ignore something harmful occurring in your life rather than coming to your defense? It's not because they don't like or love you. It's because they're afraid. I repeat, The women in the Bible who were given the charge to go and tell said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Stop being fearful and speak up when you know that there's a need to speak. One thing that I've learned in life is that I fear nothing and no one more than I fear God. The day I stopped fearing man and even the devil himself is the day that I knew I could live the life that God has called me to live. I'm amazed when I look back and see how God has literally set me up to live this life of faith. As a young single mother raising two sons, the job I had with an airline ended when that airline shut down. I was then able to procure a job as a sky cap, working for tips, but I was faithful in my tithe and offerings and I trusted God. One day God said to me, you've trusted me for tips, now trust me for nothing. My heart was literally in my mouth. I was so afraid, but within the next two weeks after working as a sky cap for over two years, I lost that job as well. From that time on, I had to trust God for everything and never use ploys or strategies to manipulate the body of Christ in order to get people to give to me financially. I had to trust God himself to speak to the hearts and spirits of his sons and daughters to bless me in ways that God knew I needed at the time I needed them. And I thank our father for those who have loved me enough and listened to his guidance even until now. However, my point is that if I had not learned to trust God totally, I might also be too afraid to speak out against the racist and bigots in the body of Christ. It's quite possible that I would be bound with a spirit of fear that would convince me that if I opened my mouth, that people would stop loving and giving to me as needed. But as I've said in the past, many did, but God didn't. Our Father taught me. He equipped and provided me with the holy boldness to enable me to open my mouth to say what needs to be said, to say whatever he gives me to say. I've shared the following scripture more than once in this podcast. As God continues to minister to me through it, I will continue to share it. As it reads in Acts 18 and 9, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I will not be afraid. I will not be silent, and I will keep on speaking against racism, bigotry, and white supremacy in the church and body of Christ as God instructs me. Let me say that not being afraid of others doesn't mean being a bully. It doesn't mean that you're ready to fight at, a, at the drop of the hat, but it does mean that you will if necessary. However, Proverbs twenty nine eleven reads, fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. The 20th verse reads, do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for them. In confronting others with truth, wisdom must be used and one cannot speak in haste. Speaking too fast can leave one in the position of looking like a fool. No one wants to be bothered when speaking to fools, or worse yet, end up being a fool. No one wants to speak to a person who has no wisdom or understanding, and speaking to fools is not worth your time. In this time and season, there is much that needs to be said concerning these matters, but as much as possible, not in anger and bitterness. When speaking to or confronting others concerning racism and bigotry in the body of Christ, we must ask God for wisdom and recognize the right person or persons to speak to in these situations. Racism is not a topic for gossip and unconstrained conversation. It's not supposed to be whisperings or used as malicious smear campaigns against one another in the body of Christ but it needs to be discussed in the right way without fear of backlash or reprimands. No one wants to talk about something so significant and crucial as racism that it becomes destructive and ruinous. This is a topic that will cause hard feelings among some because it's not an easy subject, but that's no excuse for it not to be discussed openly and consistently. And believe me, a -a once-a-year seminar or conference on the matter is not sufficient. As stated in the past, just as there are continual classes for married couples, teens, singles, etc., there should also be continual classes in the church on racism. I was conversing last week with a very intelligent, beautiful young woman, When during the conversation, she made a statement to me using the words, suffering in silence. Immediately, I felt a great move in my spirit upon hearing that phrase. I knew without a doubt that God was speaking something directly to me. I told her, maybe not in these exact words, but I said that I knew that God was ministering to her concerning that phrase, and that I know he will be speaking more and more to her on that particular assignment. I believe it will be in ways that are quite different from the direction he's taken me, but I know this is a move where God is going to pull out among his people who are surely suffering in silence in many ways. At the same time, I did ask her if I could use that expression as a title and topic for this podcast. I cannot even begin to explain or express how these words have moved from just an utterance from her to becoming a labor and assignment stirring deep within my spirit. Thank you, Rashina. It was as though God used those words to open something inside of me that had been literally screaming to get out. It was those words, that statement, It has hopefully allowed me to be able to share with you who are listening a different view and aspect as to what's happening in the church today. There are far too many who are sitting and suffering in silence because they're too afraid to speak up and speak out against the racism, slights, and offenses that are being suffered but not addressed in the church. And at the same time, when something is said or if it's If it's brought to the attention of the leadership, the person is labeled as a troublemaker, agitator, or instigator. They are those who prefer prefer that if someone is standing on your foot in a high-heeled stiletto shoe that you would just stand there and let them. As far as they're concerned, just keep quiet. Don't say a word and suffer in silence. Granted. There are some things that are best left unsaid or that perhaps really just don't need to be addressed. Yet there are other things that shouldn't be and can't be ignored, especially in the church. In the 10th verse, it says that Mary Magdalene did go and tell the disciples that Jesus had risen, but they didn't believe her. And if if they didn't believe her, and they really didn't listen or do anything with what she said to them. The other two women are not even mentioned again, so it would seem that they continued in their silence. We cannot allow it to be this way in the church today. When someone is saying there is racism and bigotry, we must not only listen, but then do whatever is necessary to address it openly. Whether someone will be believed or not, whether someone listens or not, the option to say nothing is not on the table because we can no longer suffer in silence. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.